Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. I can already tell you're much better than last week's audience. I can already tell that. I've done that before the show this time. That's a, that's a new one, isn't it? Please welcome a man who has had an indecent proposal from a TV star. And he's going to tell you all about it. It's Richard Herring! Hello! Hello, London! We voted Remain, so hello, welcome to Richard Herrings. And we should be allowed to. It's Richard Herrings, Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was at my, uh, my Hucklebuck lesson, the, uh, the Hucklebuck <laughs> dancing class I go to. So they teach you how to do the Hucklebuck. The, uh, the lesson is they just say, if you don't know how to do it, you're out of luck, which seems, you know, you're paying a lot of money for those. But the, the bloke running the Hucklebuck uh, class... 
who I think might be the same bloke who sang it originally. He calls it Rahelastomus. I don't know what I say. I don't know what I say. And yes, I've just remembered this backstage that um, uh, I, I wrote about. Uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with having sex with puppets, which I think goes back to being a 19, 20 year old man and Stuart Lee attempting to wank me off with a ventriloquist dummy. I think that's, what, that's the only way I can make sense of my puppet fetish. First, actually, this is something I've just... Someone emailed me to tell me that people who want to have... Because I also have a message about robots. I'm a strange person. So if it's a robot puppet, I'm delighted. That's why I like Justin's house so much. Uh, is, it's not really a puppet, but it'll do. But that, someone told me that someone who have, uh, has sex with dolls are called pedophiles. I mean, come on. That is, that's, they know what they're doing there. That's not fair, is it? Having sex with a doll, is a blow-up doll, isn't the same as having... They're trying to lump them all together. That is an awful <laughs> thing. That's just by the by. But I wrote in my Metro column uh, last week about uh, turning uh, 49, which I did l- last week or two weeks ago or a lot of weeks ago. Uh, and uh, and my f- uh, five things I wanted to do. And one of them was to make love with Fenella from the Furchester Hotel, who uh, some, some parents are in, who is a Muppet. She's like a sort of Sybil Faulty in, the, in, the, in this hotel. She's a sort of middle-aged woman. There's something fruity and quite exciting about it. And I said, I'd like to... I said, my wife's given me permission to have sex with Vanilla uh, and the puppeteer and the voiceover artist. <laughs> They'd have to be there, right? And the minute this was published, the voiceover artist from the Furchester Hotel uh, said she was up for it, but not with me, which was... Uh, which was uh, <laughs> and then the producer of the Furchester Hotel got in touch with me to ask if I wanted to bring my family to Salford <laughs> to see it filmed, which is sending... So I mean, it's sending out a double message there, isn't it? Because it's... I don't know what's going to be expected of us when we get there. And they go, well, you were the one who said you, you said you wanted this. I didn't want to bring my wife and child with me. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, obviously. Who wouldn't want to go to the Furchester Hotel? It's quite exciting. It's amazing you just write something in the paper and then you get to... should have chosen someone better than Fenella from the Furchester <laughs> Anyway, our next guest could... He wouldn't look at home in the Furchester Hotel. <laughs> He is probably best known uh, for his appearance in Ruth Jones's Easter Treat. <laughs> Do you want to hear more about that? He was also, of course, and, and others will know him as Tom in Two Fists, One Heart. <laughs> yeah, there's some fans of that. It's, it's his second appearance on. He was the first ever guest on Rahalastapa Rahalastapa. <laughs> it's Tim Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sit down. Pull up a microphone. How you doing? Uh, good. Good. Bit, yeah, I'm good. Been travelling around a bit jet lagged. I feel good, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly... I don't know how I feel ever this, <laughs> this last couple of months. Okay. I'm sort of constantly almost on the edge of hysterical laughter or crying. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just time zones. Yeah. Because yeah. Like I'm busy and important. It's yeah. the subtext there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. Clear. yeah. So let's talk a bit about your appearance of Tom in Two Fists, One yeah, Heart. Yeah, Two Fists, One Heart. Yeah. Right. Which you also wrote the, uh, a song for, I believe. I did. and yeah. I, I, It was a, an Australian um, boxing movie. It wasn't bad, actually. It's sort of a weird art house boxing movie about yeah. a father, immigrant, Italian, Sicilian father who you find out later had 
was going to be a, a boxer in the Olympics in the 40s or something, ended up in jail. Anyway, who projects his failed ambitions on his son and it's about violence and, and you know, and immigration. And uh, it was quite a nice film, but the, 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 the co-writer was a, a boxer, a, a, fam a well-known Perth kind of standover guy, a Sicilian guy whose uh, gym got firebombed by the local mafia and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he co-wrote this film and, uh, and he, he taught me to box, that's why I'm such a good boxer. And um, <laughs> uh, in uh, Italian, someone, two fists, one heart, they're not as clever as they used to be, are this audience? Uh, Your we, audience we, we is did plummeting. This, they have. We, the, we did this before. There was a guy who gave us every answer. And go on, what? Do. No, mano is just hands, and the fist is different. But good. I mean, good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't sound so much like a pawn in Italian. Well, so, yeah, we call it two fists, one. It uh, cost 8.5 million Australian dollars to make. And Why took, are we talking about this? I took. <laughs> Brilliant. I played a very small role. At the box office, took 305,300 Australian dollars. Oh, did it really? And the fact they put the 300 in there is what makes it really oh, important. Really count every dollar. I didn't ever know that figure. Uh, I went and saw it. Yeah. Um, it's all right. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah. So, should we. Is that on Netflix? Uh, I don't know if no, you can find it. Has anyone seen it? Yeah, you'd have to. Well, <laughs> yeah, swell seed. Some how's, how's Tim in it? Is he good? He's good. He's good, yeah. I think but the person who just put her hand up also flew to Sydney to see me in a play. <laughs> so. I felt a certain partisan feeling there. Uh, and the person next to her flies from Finland to see me every time I appear in London. Wow. It's all right, we'll You've keep an eye on we'll, we'll keep an eye on him, Tim. It's profiling. I, yeah, I listen back. I listen back. I mean, fuck, the whole fucking front row are stalkers of mine, so that's why. Uh, David Frew's always there. Look at him, man. Andy McCache. I know their fucking names. It's no, terrible. No, it's really weird. You just encourage them by knowing I do. names. I do. Um, I've listened back to the, the first podcast. Oh, it was a long I time ago. Like, it's four and a half years since we uh, spoke last. And it was very childish, I have to say. It was the first one I did. And I, I, it's changed a lot. We talked to... I asked... My first question was, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And that is a, a very inappropriate question to ask. And we talked about... You were starting out. We yeah. talk, I know. But we talked about prolapse anuses and having sex. I mean, it was, I'm embarrassed about it. So it's going to be a very different interview. <laughs> um, if you had to choose between dating a woman who was a six-foot-tall vagina, or vulva, really... Just a massive fanny. Just a massive fanny. Or a woman who, instead of having sexual parts, had just another woman <laughs> there. Just, it'd be like in a, in a sort of cave. Does the, the six-foot fanny have like, eyes? Uh, no, it doesn't have eyes. I mean, it's it might sit through its clitoris as a, like a cyclops. Does it have a brain? Is it uh, intelligent? I, I think you could probably hold a conversation. It would talk. It would, <laughs> it would talk. It might be a bit... <laughs> But it would talk. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah. Loose lips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would give the appearance. Terrible at keeping secret. It would. <laughs> it would put on like false arms to make it look like more like a person. But well, I mean, so it'd be hard. But you'd know it's a. Yeah. Yeah. And you could brush its hair in a certain yeah. way. To, yeah. Sort of like Boris Johnson and sort of trying to make yourself look human, but you know it's a cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should go back to stand-up. It's almost a joke. Um, uh, yeah. Or it's the other. It's like two. Women. I think they would go all the way down. There'd be this little sort of popsicle effect 
that that woman would come out and be a complete woman, but she would be inside, but then she'd come and out. Would and she, she would have a, Yeah, she'd have another woman. So a babushka yeah, sort of situation. Yeah. But you could, it'd be like going out with two women at once, that one. Well, it wouldn't, because neither of them have vaginas. <laughs> Not that I'm saying gender is biological. <laughs> Sorry, gender, I mean, gender yeah. is a social contract, a, a construct, so they're, uh, they're, they're women if they think they are. Um, but um, it's, tough, it's a tough time to, yeah. to be on a microphone. Um, uh, uh, look, I, look, I think I'd get bored with a massive vagina. Do I mean, you? not just bored, but like... Uh, freaked out. Like, it would be freaky. Yeah. Like vagina, I love vaginas. Yeah. Absolutely. I I started in one, <laughs> and I hope I die in one. Like I I, I, I love a fanny me. I love it. I love it. All of it. I love everything about them. The, all the weird things about them and the <laughs> taste, and it's brilliant. I yeah. love a, I love a fanny, but there's got to be a point where it's gross. Like, like I don't mind a big fanny, but not. Uh, I reckon over about, like, whoa. if the if the distance between perineum and clitoris is bigger than fifteen centimeters, it's starting to get a bit more like a sort of barbecue, <laughs> like a series of sort of meats. Okay, what? What <laughs> sort of section of a butcher's shop? What if? What if you entered the vagina woman, like, got in, and, like and went far enough elevator. back, you would enter kind of a Narnia oh. kind of kingdom? Well, then you have to get into the specifics of what's in the world behind the fanny. Yeah. Like, if, if behind the fannies there's a series of women with normal-sized fannies, <laughs> then, then I'd be like, yeah, take me to the massive fanny. Yeah. It's so lovely to be back in England, where, <laughs> where fanny means fanny, not <laughs> Yeah. That would be weird if it was a massive a American fanny, wouldn't it? A six-foot yeah. anus bottom. Yeah. I've known a couple of six-foot bottoms. <laughs> a six-foot anus would be more worrying than a six-foot bottom. At least a six-foot bottom you could a six do. Foot bottom, but yeah. a massive six-foot high... I mean, would, be, would, be, would it be six-foot wide as well? I suppose it would be. Well, six-foot I don't know. six-foot diameter. Yeah. <laughs> I could handle a six-foot bottom more easily than a six-foot vagina. By the way, the yeah. vagina is obviously the hole. The, I did, yeah. I mean, I said that the for the... Tube. I said that for the, the vulva or... Yeah, the, a six-foot set of vulva. If I say that, people don't know what I mean. It's, it's, oh, right. it's like the vagina monologues is very badly named, really, isn't it? Because it's not no, about... it's not. It's, it's a, not about... The, the vagina is not about... The, it's about the, uh, the, the, the entire... Gear. It's about everything. Mm, it's about the... the it's like court saying... It's, it's not like, just about the window. It's like saying, I've got the vast deference... Monologues that would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Which is the, the tune that takes or the, the urethra monologues, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you called someone you think is a cock, a urethra, yeah, you just get headbutted. You know, sometimes you should stop, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you <laughs> sometimes you should, but sometimes you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and this, I will ask this while I remember because this is an emergency question that I can ask you because last time I'm gonna get onto some serious stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to waste your time. I've flown you over from America <laughs> at great expense. Last time you revealed that you were yeah. circumcised, didn't you? Oh, I am circumcised. Yeah, yeah. you revealed still, that. Still, yep. Is that still <laughs> the case? Yeah. Has oh, yeah. it grown back? No, well, I, I mean, every morning. But so no. this is an emergency question I can ask you. When you masturbate, mm-hmm. do you start with the way or towards? <laughs> towards. 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 Yeah. I think so. First okay. is a pull. Yeah. I mean, first, I think so. In yeah. 
Well, I've got who's, a foreskin. Who starts a foreskin. like that? That's absurd. Well, you don't have a, <laughs> you don't have a foreskin. You've got nothing to guide you. Like, with a foreskin, I think the question is about the way you work with wherever the foreskin you, is Sorry, starts. I can't remember from four and a half years ago. <laughs> I mean, usually I never forget whether a man has a foreskin or not. But I do. Did we, do you have a foreskin? I have a foreskin, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know... Dirty. <laughs> helps, it helps protect me if I'm running through brambles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that is what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. I'm delighted about That's why I always carry a shield. <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff since uh, the last Rahalastabur, Rahalastabur. Um, which I, you know, I don't, I'm not saying it's as a direct result of you having been on this show, but it seems like things seem to have gone up and up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I just have a would, wine. I'd like to, uh, so uh, you were in, I, I'd like to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar. You were in Jesus Christ Superstar as Judas. Yeah, that was like, the, that was the best fun I ever had doing yeah. anything. <laughs> I bet, well, I mean, it's really hard to spend your whole life being ironic and then just do totally unironic Judas in a rock <laughs> disco opera Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. I knew you'd like it. You like? Do you like Jesus Christ Superstar? I, I don't. I'm not a massive fan of musicals, mu- musicals or anyone no. who has anything to do with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking musicals. Yeah, that's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm interested in uh, the figure of Jesus Christ. Judas is a very interesting figure, anyway, in history. Do you know the musical? Uh, yeah, no. It's, 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 a, I mean, it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. I, I genuinely, this is my favorite. Like. Learning that I was allowed to do that role yeah. was, despite the fact that the last 15 years of my life have been a series of unbelievably thing, things I wouldn't have dreamed of, that was the best thing. The, the dream come true was yeah. um, we needed seals dropped out. <laughs> seals dropped out, we need you to play Judas. I was like... <laughs> it's like, because I used to sing it in my lounge room, you know, from beginning to end. It's yeah, fucking amazing. And it was, and it, and it didn't let me down. It was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. And as an atheist. I'll do it all now for you. Should I start? Yeah, we can. Let's do it. As an atheist, it must have been good to play Judas, you know, because, you know, he killed. Yeah, well, it's an atheist Jesus. musical. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, Rice and Lloyd Webber have sort of decided somewhere in about 1972 that they shouldn't say that. But the premise of the musical is what if. God wasn't real, and these people were people who believed God was real, but was a social, uh, socio political movement. And what would that have been like for Judas? He, he obviously felt that Jesus was getting out of control. That's how, the, that's how the whole thing starts. He says, All your followers are blind, they have too much heaven on their minds. We were, we were a political movement, and you've gone all God on us. He goes, You know, I'm, and eventually Jesus doesn't listen to him. He tries and tries and tries, and Jesus is just getting a prostitute and like getting his feet rubbed with incredibly expensive oil and he's like you've lost your fucking way <laughs> and he goes and dobs on him and says well, we've got to get this, this corrupt guy out of our movement and then he feels so guilty because they beat him almost to death yeah. that he kills himself. It's a humanist t- it's brilliant, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bit like your Angela Eagle and Jerry Corbyn. Very similar betrayal, yeah. Or Gove and who did he well, but Jude, I was thinking about Jews the other day. I mean, I think about him a lot. I like him. He's a good, yeah. good, good guy. But it sort of proves that the existence of Judas sort of proves that Jesus isn't a god, right? Because because if you were one of the blokes who hung around with Jesus and saw him do all that stuff, 
and yeah. you believed he was God, you, would. you wouldn't go, oh, 30 pieces of silver. You'd go, oh, I'll wait. I'll play the long game on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for heaven and everything. Yeah, because he's clearly Because he's God and everything. Because I know he's God, so I, I won't betray him. There's this really... Oh, I'm going to get this all wrong because I'm tired and drinking. Um, there's... Someone will know. There's a, a philosopher in... I'm going to make this up. In the 19th century, there's a guy who wrote... Who got into his head that Judas was truly the... So, if you believe God's real, then Judas made a much, much, much bigger sacrifice than Jesus for this story, mm. assuming God's all-powerful, all-knowing, blah, blah, blah. He needed his son to die for our sins, and therefore he needed Judas to betray him. So Judas and Jesus are similarly pawns in a story of a deity. And Judas, Jesus, just had to get a few nails through his hands and go to sleep for a day and then wake up and like go, woo, and ascend into heaven for an eternity of like bitches and weed or whatever's up there. <laughs> and, and Judas like had all this torture and self-loathing and has spent eternity in hell. And Sent right the centre of hell. Yeah, and it, like, like sitting by Satan's, like burning now. Right now he's down there like <laughs> screaming and burning. Yeah. And that's just, it hasn't even begun yet. Eternity's not even, I mean, it's hardly started. He's just getting into it. And it's 2,000 years. And, and so Judas is, is the saviour. And there was yeah. this philosopher who kind of went mad going around saying, Judas is, I think he killed himself. I just made all that up. But it's sort of... <laughs> it's true, though. It's you know, true. Judas should be the person we praise. He's the one who made the big sacrifice. Yeah. If we think somehow that dying for our sins was an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I if it was really. Don't I know think dying for our sins and 30 pieces of silver is good. <laughs> it's just like getting both. He gets a little something, we get a little something. Yeah, I guess that's right. I used to resent Jesus for dying for our sins because I wasn't going to do any sins, and now I feel I have to to make his sacrifice. <laughs> to make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? And especially poor Judas. I mean, yeah, yeah we should be sinning our fucking asses off <laughs> just to justify this mess. <laughs> Total mess. So uh, there was a little bit of controversy about Jesus Christ Superstar, and that, that was you were you auto tuned on the DVD? Is that true? Well, you know, I did a fucking podcast, right? <laughs> so this this guy who's a fan of musicals in New York said, "Will you come and talk to me?" And I was tired and jet lagged, and said, "Oh, it's like like it's they, they auto tuned my voice." We were just. You know, I, I forget that the podcast might as well be the front page of a paper because all it needs is someone to take it, you know. It's usually Steve, it's usually Chortle that, you know, who published my address this week. You know, like, I mean, they're just doing the news, but they don't realise that I get death threats and they, people shouldn't know where my children live. Anyway, um, uh, the, this little thing I said became like, in front of the art pages, the, the arts pages of a newspaper, I was. They auto tune me because they rushed out the DVD and they just kind of did an auto tune. Usually, with auto tune, you do each phrase, you you adjust. And I'm a bad singer, but I'm not a particularly pitch problematic singer. I'm a tone you're not, problematic you're not singer. A bad singer. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So I said this thing, and then it's the thing, and I'm ringing Lloyd Webber. Go right to him, going, "This is. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that." And blah blah. So. I don't fucking... I didn't give a shit, really. <laughs> it was nice now to be in tune. Out, that will go Yeah, out, I don't give a shit. Minchin doesn't give a shit, shit about Lloyd Webber. Fucking... <laughs> well, good. Uh, and uh, you were in Californication, which was what you were just about to go off and do. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah that was fun. It was yeah. almost as good as Two Fists, One Heart. Was yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. That was great. I was naked all the time. Yeah. On the telly. I've seen little clips of it. I haven't... I never watched California. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you like it? 
Um, didn't get my foreskin on it, or um, <laughs> obviously didn't get my absence of a foreskin, but everything yeah. else is there. Yeah. I had when you were masturbating as Atticus I'm Finch, I to keep him Atticus Finch, but that's yeah, right. of course, that's a yeah. slightly more serious uh, character. I uh, <laughs> did you go? Did you go away or towards when you? Were I don't know if I actually character. had a proper wank okay. on camera. <laughs> did you not when you were method acting? <laughs> surely you. Could, you know, got into character and thought, how will this character have a wank? <laughs> have that's, that's the first. Got kicked off set. <laughs> um, when you were doing Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, did you not think how would... How would Rosencrantz... That's, that's my access to the character. Some people build shoes. I, I, I wonder how they wink. <laughs> uh, how would Hamlet wink? <laughs> how would he wink? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's all pretty much wank, isn't it? Miserably. Yeah. Yeah. In a self in, a self indulgent wank is yeah, a like magic. Ages. Yeah. <laughs> Tired yet? <laughs> Tired of us talking about wanky. I just had Somebody so much fun more short form. Talking about uh, prolapsed anuses last time. Uh, <laughs> so I th- you you're uh, this is interesting, I think, that you talk about anti intellectualism. Uh, that, that I've, I've seen you talking about this. The society is becoming kind of anti-people who are clever, which I think yes. is a massive problem. problem. Do you not? Because it's, it's, it, it's suddenly being clever is seen as a, a negative elite. thing, and if you, you are an elite. expert on something, you are dismissed yeah. for being an expert and saying, no, we'll do what we think is best. I think unless that turns around, we'll die. Yeah. Um, you can't have that, but I understand why. The... So complicated. I'm obsessed by this subject because um, education is elite. Education is a privilege, right? Um, So a sense of equality requires you... uh, A sense of equality requires that you appreciate or respect, as democracy does, this vote and that vote are equal, whether that person has a PhD and that person can't read... As it should. That, that's how democracy works. I'm, I'm not suggesting that's wrong. Probably the only solution to this is communism, and that doesn't work. But it is elitist to favour the opinions of the educated, in the broadest sense of the word elitist, isn't it? Yeah. Because to be highly educated <laughs> is privileged, hugely privileged. However, what has been the case, I think, in the past is that trying to not say something stupid because I'm tired. <laughs> what has been the case is you go, education is a privilege to which we should all aspire and we should create a social structure that allows us to educate our poor and if you have a community, a society that educates its poor, you're in good... And America over the last 30 years has not done a very good job of that and then so you have a lot of problems. If you don't educate your poor, you have social problems because you have no movement between classes or whatever. So, so, but it's always been the case that the poor has, have aspired to education. So although it's elitist to say being highly educated privileges you in your opinion, it, it, it has to be the case. And it has to be the case that people with higher education get more respect for the areas in which they're educated, not across the board, not, not tax breaks, not more adoration, just privileged voice in the areas in which they are expert. And there is such fucking thing, because if we're to say there isn't, you're fucked, because there's no point reading a fucking book ever. (laughs) If the people who have read the most books aren't privileged in their voice, 
we're in big, big, big trouble. And it feels to me like the democratisation of information via the internet and stuff and the fact that it's very hard to curate information. It's very hard to figure out what good sources are compared to bad sources. It's very hard for a punter, a any of us, to go, that's a good source and that's a bad source, given the Google worm favours hits, not um, verifiability or empirical, whatever. Although they're trying to do that. Um, and so if you don't know what information is good or bad, what, what you, don't, you can't tell from the internet whether Reiki is any better than chemotherapy or a vaccine is any better than no vaccine or Donald Trump is any better than Obama. <laughs> I know they're not against each other, but you'd, you'd swear, reading the internet, that they're equal intellects. Then you're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It does... Feel like That's the short answer. It does feel like we are fucked, though. Yeah, you have to privilege education. Yeah. Uh, you have to privilege education. So when we wrote Matilda, a couple of reviewers, not many, but a couple of reviewers were like, well, I have microwave dinners and prefer telly to books. What am I... Uh, why is this show judging me? It's elitist, like Roald Dahl was, which, you know, he was a, a snob. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, if you have microwave dinners and watch game shows instead of reading books... You are less. You're, you're educated. You, you should read a book. <laughs> you should, I, I am being elitist. It is better to read a book about something than watch uh, uh, The Bachelor. It is better. <laughs> Objectively better for society, for you, for your family and loved ones. It is better that you read a book than watch The Bachelor. Don't never watch The Bachelor, but that's my judgment. If you feel like I'm judging you for that, that's correct. I'm judging you for that. <laughs> and I, I understand that that is a privilege. I understand that that is a huge privilege that most people in the world don't get given books. Just like most people in the world get given religion. It, it is a huge privilege to have not been brainwashed as a child. That's a privilege. I do understand that. However, I must be allowed to say religion's wrong because it is. So, so we can't keep saying... We, how do you, what do we do? Like, I, I swear to you I'm a pretty socialist dude. I mean, I, I really, really believe that all these rich cunts should pay all their tax and that we should give to charity and, and we must educate the poor. And, and I, I, I believe, I hope, I will, and I believe I put my money where my mouth is. But you can't not privilege the voices of the educated. Well, the I mean, it's, it's the danger is we sort of created a society up here as well. I think where education isn't given enough money, and you know, you know, educate well, people without um, social, you can't do it. You yeah. can't even do the experiment. I, yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I saw something. I think John Snow retweeted Rupert Murdoch complaining that Twitter was full of people who were arguing on a very base level and didn't have any facts. Or something, basically that, you know, and John Snow saying, "Well, you reap what you sow, more or less." You know, yeah. but they've created this situation where people are educated through. Tabloid newspapers. I'm so I sorry don't... for Murdoch. He's out of fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, uh, yeah, but it's you know, but, it, but it's going to surely. I just think with all these things, with you, you cut, you and it, essentially Brexit's. I think about this. It's I about the so. mass of people being dis, uh, disgruntled with politics and and thinking, yeah, we've we've punched them in the face, not realizing they've punched kind of, themselves. But it's kind of followed through, yeah. And punched but them I up. just. I, I see. I, I'm trying to read. I'm, I'm really trying to read because this 
I'll try and not be so boring. But the, <laughs> the tw- tw- so social media is a confirmation bias machine, right? You, you follow the people you follow and you get more and more of the thing and you follow more of them and you follow more of them and you get... So if you believe guns are a good idea, you follow people who think... And you, so so we, we have false dichotomies are uh, the way of the world. That's why votes keep getting split so radically down the middle, like... Australia's hung parliament, Britain's Brexit's basically 50-50, you know, fuck knows what's going to happen to America. But I, I, I know that doesn't make sense mathematically, that, that's actually bullshit. But there does seem to be this sort of dichotizing, this, this um, split down the middle, because the way we consume news now just pushes us further and further into our own opinion. So I'm trying to not do that for fuckload good that'll do but <laughs> then what am I going to do put it into my children's musical but um but but, <laughs> but um but I'm trying to read other stuff and I, I'm trying to understand that the Brexit vote was a, a cry and, the, and 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 it's all true that's true but but underneath it all is this Govian bullshit that we're yeah. sick of experts and that it's okay to be sick of experts so the question is, are we sick of experts for a reason? What have our experts done wrong? I mean, they get it wrong all the time. Which isn't, you know, it's like science, right? You get shit wrong all the time, but that doesn't mean it's not the right process. It just means it's a slow process towards getting the right answer. Yeah. yeah. You've got to let your experts make mistakes and still acknowledge that they know more than you do. Yeah. And Europe's fucked. And I don't know. <laughs> but then, I mean, Trump... <laughs> you tweeted before the Brexit. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. By the end of the year, Britain would still be in Europe. Uh, Donald Trump uh, wouldn't be the president. Hillary would be the president, and there'd be gay marriage in Australia. Yeah, I, I had and this moment where I thought, it's, it's, we're all fucking hysterical <laughs> all the time. What's going to happen is Britain will stay in Europe. Trump won't become, you know, Hillary will become president, and gay marriage will pass in Australia because they were the things that the because I live in three continents, so I get <laughs> I fucking walk into the screams of these. It's terrible. Um, and I was, I'm zero from one. <laughs> but Britain will still be in Europe by the end of the year, and, and it probably was for all intents and <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's going to stay there. It's bullshit. They're not. Yeah. It's it's the whole thing's a complete fucking dicking fuck up. <laughs> it's literally, literally Cameron. Cameron was in. Brussels and made a comment and the media took off and he had to say something so he said I'll have a rep. like it's a farce you don't give your population a vote on something that not even the fucking experts really understand I, I, I went online and went why did we vote on this no one fucking knows what they were voting for and everyone's like snob and I'm like no me all of us none of us fucking understood it yeah. it's how we vote in governments to consult experts to make those decisions for us I, I can write a song you can do whatever the fuck you do. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, these cunts all have jobs and they're good at their jobs, some of them. Uh, these guys stalk me. We all have our, we all have our expertise. Yeah. Don't ask me whether we should leave Europe or not, you fuck knuckles. <laughs> Furious. Anyway. But is, is Trump going to win now? Have you, have you changed your mind to you the other one wrong? He can't win. <laughs> he can't. I mean, surely... But, but it is the same question. It, but he's the so, same question. He's People so are like, oh, yeah, she's read lots more books, but who cares? Yeah. This and guy sounds so like me. he's so stupid. He says stupid things, and it doesn't... Nothing can harm him. In fact, the stupider, the better. It's yeah. almost like, oh, he said something really stupid this time. Good, I'm going to vote for him more. I feel, I'm yeah. going to vote for him twice now. Well, it's because people like... 
You know what we need as president? Someone like me. (laughs) I want a president I can't understand. You know, I want a president who's so fucking smart, I don't know what he's on about. Like, who's got PhDs out the wazoo and he's like going, oh, the economics... I I want a president I cannot fucking comprehend the intellect of. Yeah. I'll vote for that fucker. Not the person who sounds like my drunk uncle, you know. Like, <laughs> like well, who votes for that person? It's just so stupid. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So anyway, we'll, we'll move on from the depressing real world. Uh, I'll do Dirty Brick com- Confessions for you. Oh, great. With the people who wrote them might be in the audience today. So um, explain to me. This is a website where comedy fans oh, uh, reveal their, anonymously reveal their sexual fantasies about comedians. Usually British comedians, but there is an international section in which you feature. Well, am I not British? Well, according to no, this you're not. You're, a, you're international. Okay, great. I know you're born in Northampton, but what get out of here. Ever. Yeah. Um, I'm British when it suits me to have a loud opinion about something. <laughs> um, this is one. There are disturbingly few pictures of Tim Minchin that I haven't masturbated over. <laughs> is that a dude or a Sheila? We don't know. I wonder whether they started down or up or forward. <laughs> I did too. Where do you The thing start? that gets me about I me, mean, there are still some, but there are some photos of you out there that they can't masturbate. <laughs> they They've tried and gone, no, oh, not that one. <laughs> what about the one... I did a, a sort of a rapist murderer character recently right. in oh, Australia. Yes. Um, I wonder. I mean... Smasher Sullivan, was that the smasher? Smasher, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd wank to that, yeah. yeah. yeah they might have done. Well, it depends what they've done. Okay, and here's another one. I'll see if you can... This is a slightly religious bent, but not really. Dear Santa, please bring me uh, a delightfully buzzed-on champagne Tim Minchin who snuggles me and drops kisses on my neck before hiking up my skirt and shagging me census un- under the Christmas tree. <laughs> now, I think my, my issue with that is, I mean, you famously like to spend Christmas with your family. <laughs> and that is, that's what's wrong with that. About What if your daughter's been 
10,000 miles from home and comes home and finds you having sex with, with this person. Someone on the a, internet. Yeah. Um, it's going to ruin the... I don't know. The kids these days have seen everything, haven't they? <laughs> uh, it's probably saw on Minecraft. Um, yeah. yeah. That's lovely. That's lovely. That lovely? I love the thought that people want to have sex with me. I mean, I'm... <laughs> From like within two meters, I'm grotesque. Yeah. So any, it's brilliant. It is. I mean, that's the only thing I think about being an older now married man is I would just like women to still fancy me, but they don't anymore. They just yeah, don't. I don't. Women I don't. I, don't you. I used to get people, you know, Facebooking me and telling me they want to have sex with me. It was you great. were super handsome yeah. when you were young. You're still handsome, but <laughs> when he was young, have you seen photos of? I mean, I guess you probably all watched him, but I, yeah. I wasn't in the country when you were hot. No. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt that one of the great joys of this job is that, like, n- people who wouldn't have been desired get to be desired, and that's why you do it, right? It's why you learn piano is so that you can um, get girls that you wouldn't have got. It was, I, I acted because my mum made me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't like. Did she make you do this too, yeah. Richard? <laughs> it's podcast night, Mum. Get Tim, Tim Mitchell on, and he ask, goes on and on, asking some awkward questions about foreskins, <laughs> and then make him talk about international politics for a bit, so people to. forget that, and then go back to talking about cocks again. That's what yeah. my mum said. Oh, I'd love to have sex with strangers under a Christmas tree. Yeah, there's other good stuff, you know. <laughs> what about? There's repetition. Aren't you worried about the needles getting in your bum? Is it a smack addict? <laughs> off the tree. You have to be... Oh, oh. The, tree's, the tree's a smack addict? The tree will have needles. Now you're, now you're in Hollywood. Oh, I've got trees that don't shed their needles now. That's, oh, no, our that's trees are plastic. I, they're Botoxed up so they're not sharp. So who else wants to have... That, that was it. What other that horrible was, people? Was, there were some two. more. There were two. There were some more. I picked two better than them. Mildly amusing ones. Um... Uh, and oh, can we talk about Cardinal Pell? Is that that sort of? Oh that, yeah, that was yeah, fun. That, that was, was interesting, a, that wasn't was it? A fun. Song. Now, these guys wouldn't necessarily know about. They that, wouldn't, but we can talk about you. This yeah. one of you haven't been doing many new songs. No, your, I haven't because written. of your acting career and well, like musicals, musicals. Really, yeah, yeah. You love musicals. I yeah. do love. I, I, I genuinely, uh, Matilda was just one of the most fun times I've had at the theatre ever in any kind oh. of theatre. I was, That's I was, nice I was wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turned on by children dancing this um, uh, and men dresses with me. Yeah, but it's, um, no, it's brilliant. It was an amazing, amazing show. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't write comedy songs. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm back writing for theatre, which is where it all comes from. And um, yeah, but this this dickhead, this guy in Australia who I don't respect, um, who's the the highest ranking Catholic in Australia he's just being a knobber you know kind of like the like the Boston guy he took off to the Vatican as this big royal commission into institutional abuse was happening and he went and got a job in the Vatican and like I know that other like most Catholic bishops hate him like he's he's not I don't think he's a good guy and he and so so my starting point is he's a, a Catholic cardinal who walks around in Silks and says gays are not equal and women shouldn't be allowed to get abortions and all the shit, you know. Yeah. Africans should just get AIDS, you know. Pretty, pr- uh, I'm sorry if I'm being ignorant about something, but pretty much that's how I read it, you know. If you say you shouldn't use 
uh, contraception, you're basically a, a murderer. Um, and so my, I'm, ad, I'm admitting my base level is pretty stridently a- anti that stuff. But this punk, um, the Royal Commission told him to fly back and he said he was uh, too, too sick to come back. He got a doctor's certificate from within the Vatican. Um, and he's, he's just not. He's just fucking not. He, yeah. you, there's, he's wandering around. He's, he's sorting out the finances of this incredibly wealthy real estate scam they call the Catholic Church. And, they, and he... <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. I mean, the Catholic Church is like... It's, it's not far off. No, that's not true. They do amazing stuff. But a lot of it's just buying real estate. And he's got all this money that he has to sort out. And it's a huge high-pressure job. And he's wandering around the Vatican eating burgers and drinking beers and saying he can't come back to look in the eye the people who got raped as children. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be more disgusted. So I wrote a really funny pop song. And it, raised, <laughs> and it, raised, um, it helped raise um, a lot of money for, for the, um, the survivors of sexual assault to fly to the Vatican and watch him do the... Do the commission oh, really? by video link. Yeah. So I all sat in the room and looked at him. It's brilliant. It's yeah. the most incredible piece of. It, I, I didn't mean. I, I was a part of something other people organised, but it, um, nothing I've ever done has had anywhere near just immediate, proper impact, positive impact. For I got letters and letters and letters from people saying we feel heard for the first time in our lives. Sure, and that's not. That sounds self-crediting. What I mean is I've walked into something where people desperately needed someone to say, this is fucked, yeah. in a way that could go on mainstream radio. Yes. <laughs> well, it's... I'm actually super proud of it, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being falsely humble. It's, uh, it's on YouTube, obviously, so don't go on. It's, yeah, it's a very well, funny, yeah, funny yeah. song about child abuse, you know, so... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, just, it's, just, yeah. it's just really sarcastic song about how we're sorry you're sick, but you should, <laughs> you know, like, you should come home. Um, but as, as it was really fun. <laughs> and it's the only time I've ever, ever had a song on mainstream radio because my mum said, just take that one swear word out. And so I went, okay, mum. And uh, now it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, and uh, let's talk about Groundhog Day. I'm, I bet everyone does the joke of asking you about yeah, Groundhog Day. It, uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I was going to ask, I was going to say, I'll ask you, make you talk, and then go... <laughs> And let's talk about Grand Hotel. I'm not going to do it because I've got, got too You're much You're very class. classy. Yeah. I've got too much class. How's this going, by the way? This it's good. It's really right. good. I think it's an excellent one. But, um, is it okay? Know, the audience it? may disagree. They seem to be listening when you're being serious and laughing when you're being funny. Well, so I that don't know. Seems, that seems good to me. But yeah. we did this last time. Uh, who's having a terrible time here? So <laughs> just cheer if it's you. Or just go. You know, they're not, oh, they're not, oh, they'd be brave, wouldn't it, to go, yeah. I don't like this, it'd be huge. <laughs> Who thinks it's medi- a mediocre podcast, Jim? <laughs> Come on, you no. pussies. You, <laughs> you are out there going, last time I gave them just the choice it's the best podcast <laughs> ever. So let, who thinks it's not the, not the best podcast ever, but it's all right? <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Uh, who thinks it's, uh, you know, we should carry on a bit Jesus. longer? Have you broken the chair? Yeah. I'll be, I promise we'll be gone soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've been done that long yet. I might be wrong. Have we done that long? No. no. Just feels like it from up here. 
Well, I'm, I'm very excited because I really love Matilda. I'll tell you what was brilliant about Matilda. I saw a very early version of it. And what, aside from it, I've got the, I've got the soundtrack and everything. It's the only soundtrack of a musical it's I It's not called a to. soundtrack when it's a musical. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got the record. The record. I've got the LP. Yeah, got I play it in my yeah. car. on got, a, got the EP. <laughs> uh, and um, it's brilliant. But what was really impressive, as well as everything else, was because I saw an early performance, the whole stage broke down halfway through. Oh, amazing. And the desk didn't come up when they oh, were meant brilliant. to. And they had to brilliant. stop the performance in the middle of this very exuberant, fantastic song. And all these kids had to go off while they mended the stage. And everyone was like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is going to ruin the thing. They come back And they just... came back in, and they came back bang on it. It was just the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Amazing those kids. They'll be about thirty years old now. Those children. Yeah, totally. There's there's kids that have just gone into the show in Toronto, who were um, born when I was writing it. Right. (laughs) It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, it's like, like I bought a house. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Emotionally amazing. Yeah. But Groundhog Day, I think we talked, we made, in the last podcast, we made lots of jokes about what film you could turn into a musical. Turner and Hooch and uh, <laughs> really? Chuck and Larry. I, pr- I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which we, we got the <laughs> did name Did we of talk them. about that? Yeah, we did, time. but yeah, but then, so then you've taken Groundhog Day, yeah. which is better than I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So well, if you were well, going to choose one, but it? if it had been I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, I would want 50% of the <laughs> you, you would get it. Because it was my idea to copy that. But you <laughs> had the idea, after copying Matilda, you had the idea of copying... <laughs> copying Groundhog But not only is it copying, it's not even an adaptation from a book, it's an adaptation from a two-hour thing into a two-hour thing. Yeah. So it's proper copper. <laughs> but I love Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is generally one of my top ten comedy films, yeah. easily, probably top yeah. five. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm very excited to see you come Yeah, it's it. dangerous, though, isn't yeah. it? Because of all you nerds who are like, it's one of my favourite <laughs> films. And um, I'm absolutely sure... Of the people who love the film, how many would do you think would want to come to the musical, and how many would go, "Fuck you, don't, don't, don't dirty my sacred art"? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say probably it'd tilt towards the latter, but but if you love the film because you just think it's an awesome concept and you're intrigued by how it could be reinterpreted, then then you'd come. But if you think it's a sacred piece of you yeah, know, I, I mean, I don't. You're not. If you put a, like a woman in as Bill Murray, you'd be in trouble. But uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lyric. I've got a tip of the hat to. Um, there's a lyric in the musical that that where he's fantasising about um, about the day he wished he got trapped in, <laughs> where he goes. Um, he's talking about this girl. He had this great day. We made love in the sand, and then when we were through, we went back to her room and watched Ghostbusters too. <laughs> so I've got a little, I've got a little, a little Harold Ramis, Bill Murray tip of the hat. But my main aim with the musical is to make people walk in and go, "I'm thinking about Bill Murray. I'm thinking about Bill," and then the minute it starts, never think of him again. And yeah, it it kind of does that because it just it's incredibly complicated. Yeah, it's a very it's a very hard thing to make. Um, because the the film relies on two major things. One is putting the camera here. Uh, sorry, it's a podcast. Putting the camera in a close up. Putting the camera in a Bill Murray close up and and letting him be Bill Murray. It relies heavily on that, or in a mid, you know, like it, and it's and brilliant for that. Just letting him be Bill Murray. And the other thing it relies on is cut, is edit, yeah, is cuts. Montage, and so when you try and put that on stage, it's—I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love so much the construct, the premise, 
and it feels so much to me like a piece of theatre, a guy trapped in a world, uh, in a confined world. Because Groundhog Day is in a snow, snow globe, right? Mm. It's basically a snow globe. Yeah. It's almost Truman Show, you know? Yeah. Um, he's in a dome, a metaphysical dome. And uh, that, that's theatre, right? That's, that's how you write it. That's how you start with a play. How do you get two idiots stuck on a stage they can't escape from? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, it's brilliant, and it's stop. It's it's Godot, and it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It's yeah. it's got that. Um, it's brilliant. I just love it, and I. I what be- I would I have believe done, in it, you know. What I'd have done to yeah. get over. Oh, the, good, good. Yeah, is just let him live the day all the way through, and then end. <laughs> just one, just, just one day. Yeah, just has Groundhog Day. And he wakes up the next day. That was a nice Groundhog Day. It's much easier. Oh, yeah. good. Fuck. <laughs> Should have thought of that. Don't have to worry about all the other so stuff. So much easier. Yeah. Um, but we've done two performances after yeah. four and a half years. I am sitting here now having had two audiences and uh, I can't tell you how different my life is today than it was on Thursday last week. Right. I mean, I was like... And I'm, I'm just not a very stressed guy. I'm not susceptible to... A, I'm reasonably laid back, but my guts were just, like, knotted for weeks it's horrible yeah because it just all comes to a head and, and there's no innocence anymore because of Matilda and various bits and pieces it's like that you don't even know what successful means anymore and, 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 and because of Matilda people have invested in it up the wazoo and you know yeah. it's like well, and, it's, and it's, I, I, by the way I've worked for four years on it without getting paid a dime I mean, it's all gamble yeah. and so we had this audience in on Friday and it's pretty incredible really like it's not ready and it's not perfect of course but uh, it works I think does, yeah. does anyone there yes. does, does it work you have to say yes yeah. oh. Oh, it's not who really thought good. it was really <laughs> who thought it was shit <laughs> who thought it was worse than a Richard Herring podcast <laughs> no it, it's, who it, preferred think, Matilda to yeah. Grand Open that's you the dare. real question um, it, it, uh, what you know once you put it in front of an audience is whether it's fundamentally yeah, broken yeah. or not yeah. that's all you can tell and the anxiety is maybe this is fundamentally broken and we're all mad. And then it's put in front of so an audience. I don't think it's fundamentally no, broken. No, good. Well, I'm, glad, I'm sure it isn't. But it's such a complicated thing. Yeah. I mean, I know there's lots and lots of people involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not just you putting it together. No. But, it, but it's so complex to yeah. even just write. If you're just writing a play or whatever, yeah. but to have all oh, the music. And there's, uh, I mean, it's a properly, technically, the most complicated piece of theatre I've ever Scene, yeah. you know, there's revolves within revolves and magic, like magic up the fucking yeah. wires. I think, I think uh, people, you know, I, I love Groundhog Day and I don't, you know, I wouldn't care if yeah. you completely changed it, did something, yeah. something different. It's just, you know, I think it's, you know, I think you, you would want yeah. to see that. I'm if you go much. see it, yeah. I promise, I, if you don't like it, I'll, I'll pay you back. Okay. <laughs> Not you, cunts. Could, could you, <laughs> if well, I. Maybe like this if, room. I'm pretty confident. If I don't it. like it, will you promise just to shut down the production forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The herring claws. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so full on. But uh, and and now I've got a month of previews, and so I was in there for 12 hours today, um, just going. We need an extra bar there. That's too rushed, and it's brilliant. Actually, I love that. I love this bit. Yeah. It's like it's like um, putting. The last—it's not even the last. Putting the the final bits of paint on it—it's yeah. brilliant. 
do you keep working on the, like if you go and see Matilda now would you go and go oh, oh. Yeah, we'll change that <laughs> well someone's performance I think yeah. can be helped but no I mean yeah. once it's on it's on and you, you could have regrets but I don't even I don't watch it with that in, I, I, I never go oh I wish I'd written that differently it, it, it's it's you have to accept, like watching your old stand-up DVDs, which I know you do every weekend. Um, <laughs> you, you've got to just go, that was where I was at, and that was my offer, and now I'm, you know, you it's, can't do it's, that. It's similarly complicated, writing a... These podcasts. What cock joke to ask about. <laughs> Is there going to be a film version of Matilda? I kind of think I'd heard... Music Matilda the Musical? Yeah, the, the musical, musical, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. Look, I mean, it's weird, right? Because we're fucking old and shit. Um, <laughs> see, education. Uh, um, <laughs> you can, you too, can say words like "we're fucking old and shit." Um, uh, you, you go that. Oh, but there, there was just a Matilda movie. You can't have another one. It's twenty years. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's twenty years. So you can actually do another Matilda movie now. And this one's going to have songs. And a broken desk. It's going to be brilliant. We're putting that because you loved it. We're putting it in, <laughs> yeah, the, putting it in the film. The whole movie just. Wow. Brilliant. brilliant. It's too uh, late. Uh, it's so nice seeing you again. It's a shame. It's, I can That's only, what you say I when you only, think the podcast isn't going. No, very it well. isn't. <laughs> it's such a shame that I only see you on you know every four years in the podcast. But let's do this again in four years' time. Because I hope your career will have gone really badly, and then I <laughs> and, mine, <laughs> and mine will have gone up a bit, and then I can be brilliant. Oh yeah, I wrote like condescendingly, <laughs> like I sorrowful. I can remember, you know, it doesn't matter. Grand Dog Day didn't work out. Oh, Just remember, no, no, you can't. <laughs> when you were, <laughs> it makes me feel like vomiting in my wine. <laughs> There'll be a riot. At, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> all you can do is like it yourself. Can't you? Yeah, well, you can't make other people like. You can't you believe like. me. I it's know like that. Cock, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've done all right, Dicky. It's, it's been all You're right. You're doing all right. Yeah. I'd rather be in Hollywood pretending to be chagging loads of people in a David <laughs> under a Christmas tree. Fox Mulder. I'd prefer oh, yeah. to be doing. Is that his name, Fox Mulder? In the X Files. Is that what yeah. his character's name was? Yeah, I think he is, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. a brilliant guy, that Duchovny. He's a good guy. He is. Did you, if yeah. I was in it, in Californication with him, I'd just keep talking about Eugene Toombs to him all the time. <laughs> is that an, a That's the guy who, the yeah, thing. the guy who could crawl into tiny spaces and then he lived in a. So he could, he was is in the air vent and he could, yeah, he, could, he crept out. And, <laughs> so, and then I'd talk about Larry Sanders to him for a bit as well. This is the beginning of the reason you're not in that show. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a hint. <laughs> That's what I do in the audition. I go into audition yeah. and go, Hello. Oh, is David to get Fox Mulder in this one? Oh, oh. Gonna, well, I'm in it. I'm going to talk. I'll do the audition in a second. I can't wait to talk to him. can't wait to talk to him. What was it like being in the X-Files? That's what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> do you he was believe teaching in himself alien? guitar when I... Oh, was he? Yeah, he was obsessed by teaching himself guitar. Yeah. He's a self-improver. Oh, is he? Yeah, well, when you do a sort of sitcom about sex for seven <laughs> years you've got, you got to have a hobby you're he's very funny he's, very, he's really funny he's isn't he's Larry, Larry Sanders is that's the I keep this year has been so fucking terrible in so many ways I keep yeah. forgetting that Gary Shandling has died I keep on that was one of the yeah, worst things that happened this year yeah. and I, can, I keep forgetting and then I go yeah. oh my god no in the long term, I think Brexit's worse. But it's, no, yeah, I don't think I mean, it is. Gary's a lovely guy. I don't think it is worse. It's, that's, that's the worst one for me, and there's been some very bad ones. Do you know him? 
No, I don't know anyone. I don't you know, know Russell fucking Kane. Yeah. I, do. <laughs> I do now. I've met him on here. No, I, mean, I knew him a bit before. I know you. Did from you know him before from as Russell Kane. I did. Well, yeah, yes. If that is his real name, it isn't. Would you use nuclear weapons if you were in charge of nuclear weapons? I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> but let's see. If someone had been really bad <laughs> well, and you could fire one just at their head and yeah, it would I, really I, explode. I, think, uh, I actually think, you, you know, and this is where it gets psychopathic, if you're a leader, you have to be led by evidence, right? So, for example, the, the, the example I use is the death penalty. If the death penalty evidently um, um, did uh, a net good for the most number of people. So if we had proof, like we do on some um, indigenous societies on islands, that if someone kills someone, killing them back is actually good for that society. So in our society, if we went, killing someone makes the family of the victim happier and that you can have a 99.99% success rate in guilt, uh, in, in, in your assessment of their guilt. And, you know, if, if the evidence said... <laughs> Just check, Just check his fucking watch. Uh, fair enough, too. I'm super boring about this. But so, so if you were looking. There, if there was... Um, so, so, of course, I would use, yes, I would use nuclear weapons in particular circumstances. Yeah. The circumstance would have to be something like, there's an island of rapists. And, <laughs> and in fact, except I don't believe in free will, so I don't believe it's their fault that they're rapists. But if you could prove that, the, that if they got off the island, they would create a society of other... You know, yeah. paedophilic rapes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just need the evidence. And I suspect there would never be a case for it. So, no. What if. <laughs> Theoretically, yes, practically. What if aliens it. were uh, hovering over in a big spaceship and that, the only way to get them was to send a nuclear Yeah, they're really bad. They're trying to destroy the world. And if you fire a nuclear missile right up in the middle, uh, <laughs> then it will. Dude, write this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Call Michael Bay. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would nuke the aliens if they were definitely bad. Yeah. Um, it'd be a pity, right? What if 60% of the aliens on the ship were bad, but 40% were quite much? We're trying to talk the other aliens out of what they were doing. The other aliens go, no, look, we voted. And 52% of us said destroy the world. They're going, no, but that guy's got a nuclear bomb. He's going to blow us up. We have made the vote. The vote has to stand, whatever happened. What would you do then? Is it, this is an allegory. <laughs> I, I think, um, well, that's an inaccurate allegory because only 35% of Brits voted to leave. Yeah. Um, but it's on the spaceship, it's just the ones who voted. <laughs> Actually, we didn't vote to leave, by the way. What? Because you have to assume that the people who didn't go to the polling booths are like, eh. So the people who didn't go to the polling booth say, eh, which means they're apathetic, which means they don't want change. But by definition, if you go, eh, it means you're, ha- you're happy with the way it is. So actually, um, we, we thrashed them. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to count the apathetic if you're not... If, if the vote is, do you want to fucking fuck everything up? And it's like 35% go, yeah! And, and, and for whatever other 33% go, no! And a whole lot go, eh. That means no, don't fuck everything <laughs> up. Right? Count the apathetic as don't change it. Yeah. 
That's what apathy means, right? Don't initiate. You seem to turn this into Brexit, and it's very much about a, a aliens. <laughs> so, I would. I think it would be very okay. difficult to you those wait. aliens. But it, yeah. oh, it's a tough one. See, well, yeah. this is why you can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that would be tough. You, you might be better off killing all the aliens and then just dying evil, if that's what society assessed you as. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. I, and also an alien race so so our notion of conscious the reason we kill cows but not people is we um, see other people and we're like their consciousness is like ours so they suffer grief and pain but with cows we're like oh they're just like moo so we kill them <laughs> we kill them on the assumption that, that because they don't have a similar sort of form of discourse or whatever that they're not as conscious or, or, or um, whatever as us and so these aliens assuming they have a different language and shit you it's like, oh, it's a bit like cows, isn't it? So <laughs> it's hard. They've got it's a big a spaceship, though. I, I want to talk about this for another hour. <laughs> well, what do you guys reckon? Let's vote. Let's not. Um, all right, I'll ask you some emergency questions I've stolen from the internet. What's the time so I know, too? It's, uh, t- it's about 10. We go until about 10, 15, usually. No, we've got to go. We've got to, these people are fucking over it. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you're being amazing and patient, and I'm very grateful, but I, I imagine I would be over it. Yeah. Yeah. They, can, they can go. They can go, can't they? Yeah, let's keep talking. Okay. I, think they will, I think when they hear the next question, those waivers will be, oh, be like, oh like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Another cop- I'll ask the question and then we'll end the I pod- like the fanny bit. We should have stopped after that. <laughs> a massive fanny. That was very early on. Because I'm quite sort of data-based in the way I think about the world, I'm quite analytical. I'm very aware that I'm like 20% entertaining. And so, so it's like, the odds on you getting another proper laugh are slim. Anyway. Okay. No, it's, honestly, it goes through a little lull. And we did deliberately talk about some serious things, like the alien thing I talked about. It's <laughs> <laughs> very, very serious. And then That's it's going to go, really it's going to question, though. Thank That's you. an amazing question. Thank you. I wish that I'd written it down. Question. It's tough. It is. I want to dig into I'll it. Ask let's that, talk I'll ask cop. that to other people. It's not going to be a cop. Um, have you ever flown a kite? <laughs> Let's end the podcast now. And all these people can go, What? Well, I have to phone now. Why have you ended it? Have I ever flown a cut? Yeah, a kite. A kite, not a cunt. Kite, not a cut. Have you ever taken Whoa. off swords? Yeah. It would work Soon. if you... Um, if you get the airflow right, you could keep getting that airborne. You can't say cunt in America. No. Um... You can say kite, though. <laughs> okay, kite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck yes. Yeah. I had a stunt kite uh, in yeah. my teens that I absolutely uh, can't stunt. No, it's a stunt kite. I hope Russell Kane is listening to this. Has he never flown he, a kite? He was just like, "That's a who? What kind of question is that?" And I got loads of stuff out of him with it. It's a brilliant question, but yeah, this is exciting. He had a funny childhood, though, right? He did, yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, had the sort of childhood where you get a stunt cut. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's brilliant. Loved it. I spent a lot of time with a kite. Yeah. And I bet in Australia, it's, the sky's bigger and stuff, isn't it? So it's, there's, more, there's more place to play, put it because the sky's yeah, so big. Yeah, I mean, you do get a sense that the sky's bigger in Australia, but not, not at the sort of level of string length. <laughs> it's more like... like like this, the length of string I had on my cut would have yeah. been fine in England. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have hit the top of the snow globe. Yeah. But you could have been, your pterodactyl could have come down and 
eaten. No, they're meat. extinct, bro. Oh, are they? <laughs> Even Australia. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, don't have gay marriage, do have pterodactyls. It's sometimes it's good being old fashioned. Um, Lots of gay pterodactyls. Uh, I didn't ask you many emergency questions. Ask me more because I didn't, I didn't, you because I got boring seven. Uh, have you ever tried sushi? <laughs> Should I just give you a yes or no on that one? Yeah, yeah. No, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've really got into it recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just nice, recently. isn't it? It's nice. Like, uh, you mean like raw fish on stuff? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> Did you write these questions down like eighteen years ago? And you thought one day I'll have something called a podcast. I didn't write that one down. Marshall Jones Jr. wrote that what one. What an idiot! Yeah, he had a um, hundred quest. That's one of a hundred questions to ask people. Have you? Uh, have, have you, you ever tried sushi? <laughs> It's either yes or, well, no. Yeah. And then you go. <laughs> have you flown a kayak? Oh, oh, that's nice. Good night. I, uh, I remember when we didn't have avocado. Do you remember that? Yeah. In Australia, there was definitely a time when there wasn't avocado. Even in Australia, I would imagine that was, they had them all over in Australia all the time. Oh, it's like one of those foods that we didn't have. And no, then we, we had it and posh people had it. Yeah, yeah. I remember when yuppie was a word. Yeah. Well, back then it was like yuppies had avocado in Australia. Yeah. Fucking yuppie with your avocado. Was that? A, was there ever a time when you guys didn't have avocado? I remember avocado because it came when I was about. Because it was. I remember being feeling sophisticated because my mum would make a balsamic vinegar kind of. Totally balsamic didn't come in. I don't. Know, it might not have been balsamic, but she made like a vinaigrette maybe that went in the middle. Uh, the English and, was super uh, not posh. And it was really like, and I and I was very fussy uh, as a kid eating. So I must have been like fourteen or fifteen when avocados came out because I yeah. ate it. It was nice, and then the little vinaigrette. We got, got Thai. We got Thai in the late 80s as well. Thai? Thai? Got thai food. Thai. Yeah, yeah didn't we get didn't, Thai before that. We didn't really have Thai until... Yeah, maybe. There was a Chinese takeaway to get spring rolls. I mean, that's not really the same. <laughs> I don't know why well, I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> close enough. In it. We're out, we're out. We're Demand. fucking out. <laughs> The man who served the spring rolls at the Chinese takeaway could take his eyelids and turn his eyelids inside out. Holy do that. shit. Is that a that. correlate? Is that something? Are most people who do spring rolls also <laughs> these? I, don't know. I, think I mean, it was it's un- one for one for I you. I think it was an unusual thing. It was either him or a tuk-tuk driver in uh, Thailand. I forget now. So, uh... <laughs> and that's the end of the racist <laughs> section. <laughs> Moving on to sexist. Um... I'll ask you this. As ni- I haven't asked this one for a little while. Okay, great. Um, kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. <laughs> ha- well, hold on. Have I changed or have they? It's a rhetorical question. I don't want your answer. <laughs> if you could travel in time to compare any food of today with the food of the past... What time would you travel to and what food would you go and taste? You can take the food from the present day with you to see if it's the same. <laughs> or if it's... That's, um, it's tough to have one right at your fingertips. It is, yeah. That's uh, why I'm, uh, that's so why you I'm get a food pro- from now yeah. and you think, oh, I'm going to go back to Elizabethan time yeah, and see if that food's very different. Yeah. Or it could be just with kettle crisps. It's like six years ago. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. I'd take a kettle crisp back and go, yes! Why could... They're not the same! <laughs> Or, oh, they are the same. It's, it's me that's changed. Right. But that's the only way I... There's no other way to know. 
There's no other way. I have to have a d- deep think about my life the way I used to like these and now I don't like them. What's become of What's me? about? But if they're different, then I just. Yeah! I'm yes! consistent. I want this to ha- I mean, if there's any real. If there is in the universe a reason for time travel, this is yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would get an egg. <laughs> that, that's used by dates today. Yeah. And I go t- to yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd see if it's like a problem. <laughs> because I fucking I I'm I'm religious about it, so I'm like yeah. it's huge push. That's shit, right? Yeah. I should sniff it. But time travel would be quicker than I sniff it. <laughs> I had some fish pie mix that was two days past its sell by date the other day. Hold on. Fish pie mix? Yeah, fish pie mix. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, it's like fish you put in a fish pie. It's a fish pie mix? Yeah, quite a fish pie mix. You get a little packet of different fish and you put it in a fish pie. I didn't bother putting it in a fish pie. I, my, my wife said, I'm not going to do it, I'm too tired. And I said, well... I don't want to do it either. <laughs> so what I did is I got the fish pie mix and just fried it up and then I got some potatoes and made them then I just stuck it together. That guy is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> because, because what you're talking about is stupid, Richard. I don't know what a fish pie mix is. I'm with that guy. You're lucky I didn't fucking walk out. I've never heard of a fish pie He'll mix. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back. I don't know. It's some fish. It's basically it's some, it's some fish. Some chopped up different fish. In with a something with some no no well you, you do that yourself so it's just some fish yeah <laughs> but it was two days past its sell by date but what what designate how how do you distinguish how do you how do you distinguish fish pie mix from some fish because well, it says fish pie mix on the package ah uh, it's a package of fish. Okay. no that's totally fine. Someone has said this will make a nice fish pie. This mixture of a bit of salmon. This, this pile of fish. <laughs> salmon. Put that in a fucking pie, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's put that on the label. Yeah. I'll give it a use by date, it might go off. <laughs> and time travel's not quite been invented yet, so <laughs> nothing we can do about it. I've got a lot of time travel questions you don't want to get. Oh, no. Oh, well, last I haven't asked this much this, this series either. We briefly uh, touched upon it in the intro. But uh, would, do you think having sex with a robot would count as cheating against your no. m- wife? No. no. Would it? That's no. right. Can you come and tell my wife that? Because <laughs> uh, coming from you, I think she would. So do you fuck a robot? No, but you I want... You get fucking your <laughs> robot. <laughs> I, want, I want to. <laughs> well, I've just been... You fr- just switched it off then! <laughs> no, it was always off. <laughs> I've been filming as it occurs to me uh, this week, and I filmed the first sketch in which I was oh, having sex. I was having sex with a toaster in the first uh, oh. first sketch, but my wife didn't come in, so she didn't see me do it. Oh, and I love then, your wife. And then uh, she has had some toast. Out. It was my toaster, <laughs> and I realised once I got the toast down, it isn't quite a nice toaster. It's quite oh, yeah. it's quite shiny and sexy. Oh, yeah. It's Delonghi. It's you know none of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you have sex with it? If there was a really realistic sex amazing robot, robot like, yeah. in, like in X Machina. Yeah. Oh, you'd bang that robot. Yeah. <laughs> that's an ironic joke because it's actually a movie about sexism. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, do you like X Machina? It's the best movie. It's a uh, good fucking movie. Um, yeah, I, I, it's very interesting. I, I mean, it, 
a pretty sexy robot that's a bit like a person. I don't have a moral issue with that, but a really sexy mi- robot that's a lot like a person and might have intelligence. That, that's a moral quandary, which is it what is. the movie was about. It's exciting, isn't it? I, uh, <laughs> I would love to have sex with a sexy robot. Yeah. And it doesn't count as cheating because it's not a person. That's the beauty well, of it. Then, then it's great, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I want to have sex with sexy people as well. Okay. That's um, so if I could have sex with a sexy person without it being ethically problematic, then yeah. So a robot's the right. If solution. they just paint themselves silver, I mean, I have <laughs> <laughs> spoken to a fan. <laughs> He's back because you finished with the fish pie nonsense. <laughs> We're talking you about missed, you missed the fish pie thing. It's either that your blood is empty. I think you've had enough to drink, mate. So I... (laughs) Just don't think you've had enough. He's talking to the man in the audience podcast audience. (laughs) I have not had enough. Um, uh, So... What if someone was... Does anyone not want to bang a robot? See, it's no one. But why would she when she's got that guy? she's tired. Look at that guy. You've got that guy. Old Blondie McBlonder. He looks a bit robot. Yeah. <laughs> Hot robot. He's done well for himself there, hasn't he? He looks beautiful, yeah. They're both I mean, beautiful. They're both I mean, very blonde. She's much better. A little bit Aryan for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Old Hitler moustache. It's not mind. right turning up with a, like an attractive partner. What? It's not right turning up with. Look at these guys you're sitting next to. <laughs> they have to sit here with you canoodling, going, ah, oh, we will never, we will never know. They're, 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 they're only going to have sex with robots in their life. <laughs> These guys are just willing it to come through, and then next, <laughs> rubbing it in their face. It's a sexy podcast. I don't blame you. I'll warm her up. You take the say, yeah. Who's and regretting coming tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I love it. Um, Ask me something else, or okay. let's go home. Oh, okay, we'll go no, I'm, like I'm, I'm having a lovely time. I'm just, I just feel. Oh, good. this is a good question. This is my wife asked this question Aww. after a recent disaster, one of the many recent disasters. We were, couldn't. Think Did you have lots of disasters? No, in the world, you know. Oh, right. uh, and we're very, we're very happy. It's <laughs> not your fault. We're very happy. Uh, but she asked me, "Why do we have frozen peas?" And uh, it's quite a good question. So I would like to know the answers first. <laughs> to um, to um, stop swelling. Yeah, but <laughs> does you get a knock on the head? It yeah. does do that, but not many. Her reasoning was: I thought it was an odd question, but her reasoning was: you know, most vegetables we get fresh, occasionally tinned, but primarily we get peas frozen. Yeah, even if you're the kind of person who has all fresh stuff, you'll have peas. You'll frozen. take your peas frozen. Yeah, why is that? Um, I assume <laughs> it's because they're annoying to shell. That's why. And so you want to get them all out, and then once you got them out, it's like there's some loss of quality um, selling them fresh. But no, because they're a very simple little chemical structure, yeah. there's not much loss of quality freezing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pseudoscience. Something like that. It'll be something like that, won't it? Hey, cock. <laughs> All right, I'll ask. This is a question that Tim Turner gave me last series. Richard Dawkins claims to have seen dogs doing a 69. I trust him. I trust him. What's the worst lie you have ever told people to impress him? <laughs> That's an amazing question. It is. certainly doesn't need answering. <laughs> I 
don't know. Since I've asked that question, line. a few people will send me pictures of Dog 69. Oh, yeah, Dog 69. Yeah. I mean, it's still funny, though. But I don't think Richard Dawkins has seen it. I think he's, he found out they could do it, and then I'm going to say that. I think Richard Dawkins has seen more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you oh, think Dickie Dawkins? Dickie Dick Dawkins, weird bloke. Do you think he's seen um, God really and then gone, oh shit? <laughs> shit, I can't tell people because then I won't sell any more books. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he might have set them up. I reckon he got a dog and went and sort of held them there until they sort of <laughs> licked as a matter of sort of panting. Wow. I reckon he made them do Front it. Front page of Chortle tomorrow, that <laughs> is. <laughs> Tim oh. Minchin accuses. I love. Oh, it's yeah. like literally grooming some dogs, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, women. Women. Bitches. <laughs> were the dogs women? Oh, female I don't know. dogs. Were they I, bitches? I, I think they were. Uh, they were male dogs. Hound dogs. One of each. <laughs> were they female or male? Dickies. Male. Dogs. I think male dogs. What's a male dog called? It's a dog. Just a dog. <laughs> Is that right? Dog and a bitch, like cow and a bull. Yeah, dog and a bitch. That's sexist, isn't it? That is very sexist. I think it's a very definition of not sexist. But the internet being what it is, it could be sexist by tomorrow. Uh, I suspect if you're a bonobo, (laughs) (laughs) um, the girls tend to go at each other pretty, pretty hard with the with oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify, are you a bonobo? <laughs> a bonobo monkey? Well, it's not monkey, is it? It's bonobo. It's a bonobo. It's a bonobo type of monkey, it's not, is it? Well, you mean an, an, ape. an ape. An what, ape. it is? I thought it was. Oh. Well, you're it's no expert. I don't think it's a monkey. It's an ape. I think yeah. it's an ape. Whatever, Always. I was just clarifying. Sex, though. Please, I have to ask you this before you go. Who would you rather died, Windsor Davis or Matthew Crosby's wife? Say them again. Windsor Davies. Don't know. Or Matthew Crosby's wife. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> so who would you rather died without knowing who either of them are? I would rather the first one because yeah. Matthew Crosby's wife doesn't even have her own identity. She deserves a chance <laughs> to come to, into her own before she cuts. Yeah. yeah. She deserves to, uh, to, to rise up into selfness before we kill her. <laughs> did you have the eight and a half hot mum in Australia? What fucking what? If, if, did you have the eight and a half hot mum in Australia? Eight and a half hot fuck. If, <laughs> I don't know what you're it saying. It ain't half hot mum. It ain't half hot mum. <laughs> it's not. It, it, it isn't half hot mother. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it it ain't half hot mum. You aren't. You ain't half hot mum. It ain't. It ain't half hot mum. Did you have that? He's in. talking about his fish mix. <laughs> Lovely fish pie mix, but it ain't half hot. <laughs> Is that like that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you have that in Australia. We the had TV Doctor show. <laughs> no. Wednesdays was probably in Doctor Who. Anyone know? I feel we should we should we have had take, avocado. We should have gone out when we were talking about the fish pie. That was that was the that was the high point. We peaked, but now we have to keep going. <laughs> we have to we have to keep going until we hit another. Um, Come on. It's going to be amazing. High. It's like hostages. <laughs> it's like having hostages. What's the syndrome? Stockholm? Stockholm syndrome. You love us. Because we You'll like you. my joke about that. I've oh, got, all right. Here I've we go. Got, I've done it before for everyone else. All right, here this, we go. You'll like this because you're clever. I've got Stockhausen syndrome. I listen to really discordant music for long enough, then I like it. Yeah, yeah, nice. Munch home. Yeah, yeah nice. I like it. Thank you. It's a good joke. Ah. And what about my other joke? This is my other joke. Where does... <laughs> 
Where does a bird go uh, when, a it bird? Goes to, when it goes to a night? Where does it... Hold on, I've got it wrong. <laughs> I'm just happy he's got two jokes. <laughs> twice as many then, four years Where? Ago. Where does a bird leave its sexual organs when it goes to a nightclub? Room in the clo- oh, I don't know. In the cloaca room. Ah, oh, fuck! I was so, so I should have fucking got that. Fuck. So angry. <laughs> because I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I talk about cloacas a lot. Do you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. They, well, that's why yeah. they're not that interested. <laughs> I do that joke every week. Till it hits. The Stockhausen one is. The fucking cloaca room is much stronger than the Stockhausen. <laughs> in my. Yeah. I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, cloaca room. You sort of need to preempt it. If you're doing it in a club set, and you say, oh, by the way, a bird sexual organ is called a cloaca. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard at jungle. By the way. Yeah. 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 By the way. Yeah. It's, Just it's remember that. It's poo, poo, and, poo and, and urine yeah. and, and, and eggs. They all come out the same hole. Are you with me? Right. I've got a joke. Yeah. <laughs> It probably won't come again. Forget about it for a minute. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah. and then just at the end, when they're all booing and throwing shit at you, you drop that puppy, drop the mic and get the fuck off. <laughs> Brilliant. Terry. Well, what are you, are you going to talk in this? Are you going to do more comedy nights and comedy shows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to tour again. I, I yeah. will definitely tour again. But the thing is, I've got all... I like, I'm a musician, so... It might be a bit more like gigs. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, but you, when, I desperately I, want to get When I saw you at the O2, it's the only thing that made sense of a comedy thing at the O2, because you had a fucking massive orchestra. Yeah, I tried really hard to make it not just stuff. like, I'm going to make lots of money. Yeah. I tried really hard to... I tried so hard to make it not, <laughs> I'm going to make lots of money, that I made no money. But <laughs> I had an orchestra, so fuck yeah. you all. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, I absolutely love it. I miss playing live, and uh, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's really it's I've, I've blown it no I haven't blown it I just need I do need to play live again and yeah. I want to tour and I'm well there's a problem you're doing so father. many you know you're doing you're being successful in a lot of different areas oh yeah I mean this is a problem you'd be like me being not successful in lots of areas <laughs> <laughs> you can do same. all the things you want <laughs> yeah. but no it doesn't no one's come and go oh quick you have to do another one of those because <laughs> <laughs> we've invested like some bloke's probably giving me 50 quid to you know yeah. mention his, the name of his stupid shirt company at the front of one or something. This would be the time, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop it. No, it's no, the I, I, I will... I mean, I'll tour again, and I assume by the time I do, the interest will have waned, and yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's all right. I deserve that. But, I, yeah, I'd love to. And, uh, and the arena thing's bullshit, as we all know, and great to do, but once you've done it, you just don't ever want to do it again. And you... So I would like to tour the UK doing proper theatres, and I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I hope you will. So what about doing new material? Do you know the? Um, what about doing a uh, musical version of the film *A Sound of Music*? <laughs> if you wouldn't have to. If you did, that's already got songs in it. You wouldn't have to really have to do anything. <laughs> well, pretty good idea. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And good. would you consider doing a musical of Shrek? <laughs> well, no. No. Uh, that, did you see it? No. <laughs> did anyone? Yeah. No. It's all right. Was it better than you imagine Groundhog Day is, or not as good? <laughs> imagine if that. It's just no. It's still Groundhog Day. It's still what I imagine Groundhog Day is like. 
<laughs> Fuck. No. Just go and see Groundhog Day. We're going to everyone go and see Groundhog Day. This pro- we're only talking to you people here. You can't <laughs> no, uh, I, think it, I think it'll be alright. Yeah. Groundhog Day will be alright. Shrek uh, was, uh, wasn't the best. Time what about it. Shrek? But it's not about Shrek. It's a, a Shrek. It's another Shrek. <laughs> oh, no. It's a different Shrek. Yeah, like not the Shrek. It's just a, another Shrek, Shrek. the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's an ogre, but he's just a, he's a, he looks like oh, he's Shrek. Oh, he's like Shrek. He's just one. He's an ogre like Shrek, so he's a Shrek. But he's not Shrek. And it's just like halfway through the second act, Shrek comes on. He's like, Shrek, Shrek! Oh, it's so confusing. He walks off and you get on with the story. Yeah. About this orange guy. He'd be green. He's still like his. Still the same species. Don't get it. That's because you were in the first of these podcasts rather than the 11th or whatever it was. Anyway, I've had a lovely time talking oh, to you. I've got to so go. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry about me. I'm sorry about Richard Herring. I'm sorry you got stuck in here. Russell Kane was erudite and funny and good looking. You, you must. We're we going to do 25 more minutes and then you can go. <laughs> I just want to get off my chest Islam and then we'll go home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a big round of applause to Tim Minchin, ladies and How do you like them sky potatoes? (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash 
ball backslash tour or richardhanning.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.